Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining this edition of my podcast. I'm joined today by Joel Hunt, who I actually met five or six years ago on a story up in Bowler County. This man is a hero. He's a veteran. And Joel, thanks so much for taking some time to talk. And thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, appreciate it. I... I wouldn't consider me a hero, though, Kevin. Well, you served our country, and in my opinion, you're a hero, sir. I appreciate the compliment, but, you know, I don't consider myself a hero. Um, I, I honestly think sometimes, Kevin, that we use that word way too much in society. You know, uh, a hero is somebody that fought for freedom and and didn't have the luxury of coming back. And um, us that didn't make it back, you know, we're getting the, the hoorahs and stuff, you know, and uh, I don't know, some, some you know, it's, it's, it's great, don't well, get well, me wrong. It, it's, interesting, it's interesting you say that, because I was working on a story this week where uh, there was a Marine, and his boss didn't under, uh, realize that he was a Marine, and so he walks by, and he says, hoorah, to him, and the Marine just had this look of just ignoring it and not even acknowledging it. But I, I think that we live in such a world now where the world needs so many heroes, so it's so interesting. I still, to this day, whenever I pass by somebody who's wearing a Vietnam vet or a Korean War veteran hat, I always thank them for their service. Always look at them as a as a hero and i i totally respect your your opinion on it and um but i do thank you so much and i thank you for being here and there's so many questions i want to ask you because you said uh, you served in, in iraq there were two tours basically first one went pretty well then you came back home really quick and then next thing you know you're back out there and, and that wasn't as pleasant a, a journey and why was that yeah, so technically on paper it was three tours, but it was, it was basically years-wise, it was really two, I think. Um, I don't remember a whole lot, but what I do remember is on my last tour there, you know, you know, when you go and you're deployed, there's always that window that you know you're coming home, but you don't know when you're coming home and the the constant you know on guard the constant um stress that you have to deal with being on the phone with your parents crying or being on the phone with your significant other crying and you know as as guys especially when it's in a relationship uh, we seem to want to fix all problems. You know, we don't want to just listen. We want to fix all problems. Sure. And the stresses being deployed, you, you can't you can't fix it. So you you have to constantly be reminded of all the stuff that's going around. You know, family, uh, friends, and I literally got to a point where. I was actually praying to God that he would let me die because I didn't want to I didn't want to deal with the stress anymore. I didn't want to deal with going outside the wire every single day, you know, watching my back. I didn't want to deal with the uh you know in life we have it. it's no different than military i didn't want to deal with the the political stresses you know in the job because 
you know, the military, it's, it's just like a real job, you know, nine to five. And, you know, when you get done with work and you come home, you know, you're able to kick off your shoes and, you know, catch a flick or watch a movie or something. But when you're in Iraq, you don't get to leave those combat boots. You're just always working nonstop. You're always working. You're on guard. You can't uh, you, you, you can't really get comfortable sleeping. The, the truth is after a while I don't know if you call it complacent but you get to the point where you don't care if a mortar hits the camp thing. You don't even put on your equipment which which i find so interesting that you say because you meet so many soldiers whose biggest fear is death uh going out into battle yet here you are hoping for it in a sense i think it was because i just been through a lot and did you lose friends over there i lost a lot of friends Uh, i was stationed with the guy at fort carson and me and him were very we we were pretty close, you know. We 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 go drinking together. He would introduce me to, you know, some of his family, and then, um, it wasn't, it it wasn't a, a hate joke, but I went to him and told him, you know, oh, you're never gonna see combat, and then you're just, you're just so, being goofy with. Him. I was just being goofy with him, and it just so happened. That he died the next day. Looking in your eyes, it seems like that still bothers you today. I can't take it back and I gotta live it. But you think about all the good that you're doing now and... The fact that it wasn't anything serious, that it was was just a joke, and that's how friends tend to be. But now, look at all the good that you're doing with veterans. In fact, for those of you who don't know, he's actually created this amazing radio station where he gets to help veterans learn about different programs and help them live their lives and get back to normalcy after war. And what has that been like for you? You know, um, I don't really look at the effects of what it's done, I um, I just keep striving because I don't feel that enough is enough. It um, you know, I've 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 seen counselors, I've I've told battle buddies, you know, and and people can tell me daily, you know, you didn't know or uh, look at all the stuff you're helping, but. That's not what I see. We fight these own battles within ourselves, not allowing us to see the good that we're doing and the change that we made. And I haven't seen you in five or six years, not not at all in between. But I can tell that from that day up until today that there is this enthusiasm about you that really shines through. And just hearing you talking with, with other veterans on the phone, that lady, for instance, it just seemed like you gave her hope. And that in itself is a gift. I'm trying my best to help others when I wasn't there for others in the past. But 
as far as I'm concerned right now, it, it's, it's, it's not enough. I don't know if it will ever be enough. And I don't want recognition. I don't. That's not what I'm doing this for. Um, it hurts me when my friends or other veterans that I need have to reach out and ask me for stuff because I know that I know that there's still issues today and it's not fixed. But the past is in the past and the past can still haunt us. It can haunt us to the very end, but now in the present and the future, that's the gift and the gift that you're giving to all of these people is just absolutely wonderful. And I know that the struggle continues and I do look forward to the next time that we cross paths because I look forward to seeing the progress that not only you've made, but the progress you've made in all these other veterans lives. So thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat on this podcast. Hey, no problem, Kevin. And you know, once again, thank you so much. Um, your, your, your stories, they bring out the color and life and, they're they're helping they're helping a lot of veterans. I know that when we did the the skydiving event, it helped a lot of veterans. And you know, um, a lot of veterans they just looked at it as skydiving, but the 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 event was more than just skydiving. I I tried to explain to them the reason why we did it on. Independence Day is because I wanted them to I wanted them to take control of their life, take independence on their injury. Today I'm not gonna let my injury, my disability take charge of my life. And that's that's why I did the skydiving, because what what crazier thing can you do than jumping out? of a plane when you're already messed up. Well, Joel, I'll tell you, one of the things that made it special was the fact that you were there. I meet thousands of people each year and the fact that we did that story five or six years ago up in Boulder and I still remember exactly you, what you were wearing, where you were standing, <laughs> and the funny things that you were saying and bringing smiles to people's faces. So, Joel, and thank you so much. And uh, we'll be posting a link to his radio program here on Facebook. And thank you guys so much for joining on this podcast. Until next time, I'm Kevin Torres.